Hi, so we are back again, people. Uh, so how have you, how how has your last uh, couple of weeks been? Or uh, quite interesting and quite busy. There have been a lot of changes. Yeah. So how about you? Yeah, same for me. Quite a few changes. Uh, uh, with a minor injury, I've been in bed rest. So reading a lot. That's been the good thing. Yeah, catching up on TBR. <laughs> yes, definitely. <laughs> definitely so what is our topic we are back to the unusual yes. uh, set of topics this time and uh, tell us about the topic harsh what is the topic our topic is water bottles and gossips or gossiping and this was born by a lucky draw i chose a word i didn't tell what the word was to raj raj chose a word he didn't tell me what the word was and we sent it to each other and that's how the topic was born yes so what was your first impression when the topic popped up i thought this is not just when i heard the topic but even while writing for it i had no clue how to draw connections this is i think we have outdone ourselves uh, this is really something where you know it uh, one would require to stretch their ima- imaginations to the farthest horizons to be able to talk uh, of these two things in the same breath so let's hope this episode doesn't tank <laughs> <laughs> hopefully not and yeah so when i asked you about a thing i was expecting something tangible but you gave me something very abstract and i, I didn't think in abstract terms so this was like an abstract and an tangible thing which are poles apart and yes and when i first thought about it i was very amused and start like immediately my mind started making connections and looking at how i can connect them and yes i actually enjoyed writing it and i think it is funny and it's quite unusual as in it's more of a lighter note take that i've done yeah how was your writing experience yes. did you like did you take a lot of time to come up with it or was it that usual thing that okay i have to think about it maybe a day or two and then i can write it down uh, i think it was uh, difficult uh, slightly difficult for me uh, for more than one reason not just because the topic was such but uh, even more so because uh, i think when i came about to write it or think about writing it i was reading pratchett and uh, <laughs> okay. i was uh, quite amused uh, you know again uh, by his style of writing and uh, i wanted to imitate uh, him oh, so okay. <laughs> i didn't know so i i have i knew that i am writing something fictional again this time yeah. and uh, i wanted to try out some of the things that he does i have never uh, written anything uh, in humor or around that so i didn't know but i knew that's uh, what i want to try i think this is this has become a good practice where you can you know or at least i can experiment uh, with my writing so yeah that was that and then the topic was such so it was quite challenging uh, the write up i don't know i think the only the readers will be able to tell how uh, or how pathetic it is <laughs> but let's see let's see yeah exactly you might tends to be very difficult like people think it's very easy to do but in any form be it a stand up comedy be it a a short film that's comic or a feature film that's comic it's really difficult to come up with anything that's hilarious or humorous like most of the time people end up 
being humorous because they fail miserably at the task and not because they've succeeded at that and that's like a thin line of difference that keeps the good comics and the bad comics different true yeah. in fact just uh, this morning i was reading uh, an article by stephen fry uh, on pg uh, woodhouse he was writing about pg woodhouse and uh, i i realized how uh, comedy is difficult not just as a genre in itself but even in different mediums it becomes difficult he was talking about how uh, you know he throughout his life he has been reading woodhouse and finding it extraordinarily funny but uh, uh, at a certain point he and he mentioned this another actor per uh, to perform as two characters of woodhouse for a bbc series i think it was jeeves and wooster or something and uh, in this article he talks about uh, one of the things he talks about is how uh, difficult it was to you know imitate uh, or ignite that kind of humor in acting or on screen in reading uh, of course woodhouse is known for his language and the brilliance uh, about how he writes but uh, it does not translate when you take it out to you know acting so that was a difficulty he was talking about uh, especially when his uh, writing is Uh, author's eccentricity and his characteristic in himself that his writing tells us right and that i don't think can be replicated on any other medium either on stage or on screen and mm. i think that's like a quite a difficult job to pull it off and rarely people are able to pull it off especially when it's with language like woodhouse or pratchett uh, yeah. do it because language it's difficult as something like a comedy of uh, situation or comedy of manners or, or those yeah. things would be easier, easier to you know perform, because yeah. Yeah, e- that they might actually turn out to be even funnier when performed we've yeah. been uh, reading wild recently and did you complete the play not yet ah yes yes we completed uh, it yeah we completed in class so yes the play we are talking about is the importance of being honest and yeah something like that when performed might actually turn out to be even funnier yeah. of course it is uh, funny in the written word itself yeah so but to add to that i remember friends uh good omens yes good omens if you have seen the series i've heard about it neil gaiman yeah neil gaiman and friends I've heard about it now. I've not uh, watched it or read it. I haven't watched it. You should. Like it's very villain in both the movies, which is why I remember that. And I, I'm not completely done with the series. I'm watching it with someone. So I'm waiting for them to accompany me, accompany me with the cam. But yeah, I think therein lies another topic for one of the days because you no, know, I always get confused when. Uh, a work has been adapted whether to read it first or watch it first and the differences uh, that lie therein yep so yeah so how or what do you define as gossiping um gossiping is uh, actually this topic uh, randomly came out i was reading well hooks uh, okay. uh since i have i have nothing to do in my madrasa i was reading and there's this quote uh, which i read uh, which led me to pitch gossip as the topic for this time as the topic was already you know in my head i'd completed the book a while ago and yet so i'll read that quote out uh, one reason women have traditionally gossiped more than men is because gossip has been a social interaction wherein women have felt comfortable stating what they really think and feel often rather than asserting that they think at the 
appropriate moment women say what they think will please the listener later they gossip about stating at the moment their true thoughts the division is a false self invented to please others and more authentic uh, self need not exist when we cultivate positive self esteem so yeah i think even in popular culture and even in our memes or even in our daily lives we you know blame uh, women or how it is stereotyped uh, that women gossip so much and this and that but we never seriously give it a thought that why who how this happens but when i came across the these lines in bell hooks uh, i thought that yeah we she is doing something exactly what we are doing with our pod- podcast you know giving thought uh, to things that we don't uh, give to usually so gossip uh, as a topic came up from here and uh, yeah I, i started thinking about gossip from uh, uh, this point onwards and i realized that uh, though it is women that are you know stereotype for gossiping i think men gossip to all people all living individual gossip because in the in the lines that uh, bell hooks mentions there itself she says how sometimes we say or do things to please the listener or the other person and our true thoughts or true self uh, becomes uh, or comes out emerges during uh, the time when we are gossiping with someone so yeah that uh, hit me yes so gossip for me is like a uh, as you mentioned it very beautifully it's like a unfiltered conversation and <laughs> since it's about a person who's not around and we are talking about them or their personal life we have no filters True. right and <laughs> we in our vent out our emotions sometimes they are extremely good sometimes they are bad mm. sometimes they are disgusting it can be anything right and yeah that it becomes like a expression of feelings right and in a way it gossip is very unique because when you are gossiping let's say i'm talking about mr x mm. and how he has got a promotion in his office i'm hopeful in a way that i might get one soon too and sometimes it goes exactly the opposite way that he has got a promotion i'm doomed now so i would not get because i'm in the same office mm. so it it's very vast in a way and yeah like there's a very weird notion about gossiping that it's always bad maybe it is like it is a time consuming and it's not ethically right in the way that if you are talking about someone is and you are doing behind that back yeah it is ethically wrong as well as morally wrong but if you are talking about someone in general and not making any snide or mm-hmm. bad remarks about them i think it's healthy to a certain extent it is yeah yeah that that's uh, exactly the question that i wanted to explore uh, can gossip be healthy that's what i was thinking while you were talking about uh, your notion of gossip and i guess yeah i think the way bell hooks describes it if the gossip <laughs> is necessary <laughs> not just healthy but necessary because uh, as it is anyway you are not able to uh, be yourself or portray yourself uh, to the external parties or listeners or whoever and that's why the need uh, for the kind of gossip emerges and uh, she beautifully puts it at the end that uh, with a higher self esteem and better self love and those things uh, the need for gossip might not uh, be nice, there yeah. so yeah i think uh, gossip i think this is where we can bring in what about the you know this is one kind of connection that i could make that gossip is like 
water in a bottle the the more it, you need to keep drinking you need to keep gossiping to remain healthy the more water you drink uh, i think it is uh, everywhere on the internet and uh, with people nowadays the more water you drink it's good for you yeah it's so, like 70% of the internet is gossip <laughs> so that goes uh, hand in hand with gossip uh, if you don't gossip if you keep gathering it uh, within yourself like the water bottle will probably overflow or explode <laughs> so that's what i thought was one uh, minor connection between the two what do you think can gossip be healthy can it uh, be in the gray zone or do you think it is strictly moral i think everything in life is in the gray zone but to justify my stance on gossip gossip sorry uh yeah it is very healthy like as i said sometimes it is even necessary to uh talk about the bad remarks that you would say to a person like let's say if i want to talk talk something bad about you mm. but i can't say it in your face mm. i need to let my thoughts out somewhere or the other right Get so it out I, of the system yeah like you need to flush it out right mm. and i choose another thing to talk about it right and that becomes a channel of expression mm. and yeah it also depends like if i'm talking about you to someone else it might be healthy but if i'm talking about let's say sharuk khan to you and mm. <laughs> it doesn't actually make sense then other than just to pass the time True. right yeah and that brings me to a very uh different thought as to if people are straight forward they need to gossip maybe maybe not if like maybe because like if i'm gossiping about sharuk khan i can't go to sharuk khan and say it in his face that oh man you suck <laughs> or oh man you're so good at your work right True. but if i'm talking about you i can say yeah i don't like this thing about you or i appreciate this this thing about you mm. so it becomes easier i guess with people that are straight forward and people who know how to communicate their thoughts it becomes a better a uh, person like better thing and they choose not to gossip as much as let's say someone who's very uh chilled in and reserved would true that's a very different dynamic yeah the need to gossip i i, I feel that uh, books has that uh, uh, optimism and you seem to have a bit of that optimism as well that if we were honest the need for gossip might not be there yeah. but i i I'm not so optimistic that I feel that uh, the day that need for gossip might uh, finally end or not be there is when the whole group the whole society as a whole uh, you know adapts or gets com- comfortable with the idea of uh, uh, honesty or being open with each other if, I I feel that even if I am open uh, it's not working because sometimes I know that uh, even the slight test of a remark or a comment might uh, hurt the other person and uh, it might even uh, hurt our relationship and uh, i i wouldn't want to do that so i think gossip also comes in handy because i just want to for example let's uh, let's take you if i have one or two complaints about you i just want to vent it out i don't want to completely destroy my relationship with you or you know uh, make you feel bad or hurt you it's just one or two minor things that i just want to vent it out of my system so gossip comes in handy over there i guess 
the day we evolve so much as collectively that uh, you and me can take uh, honest remarks and comments about each other on our face itself that is the day that we might not need gossip anymore and i guess one of the things that you mentioned earlier about you know when we are gossiping about uh, gossiping something good about someone or something bad about someone that also makes me wonder uh, if you know the nature or the comments of our gossip uh, reveals uh, who we are more so the the talk might be about the third person but uh, while we gossip it reveals a lot about you and me as well absolutely yeah, it is said that in schools if you are a teacher it's taught to like a plus b is equal to not c right so you never talk about a third person unless they are present with you mm-hmm. but sometimes you need to right you need to talk with another teacher or you need to talk with the parent and you need to talk with maybe with the friend that they are behaving in such a way and i don't think the, there's any harm in it even if you talk badly about someone to some let's say your best friend or mm-hmm. another friend mm-hmm. it's not like it definitely becomes bad if you have that intention to put in that person in a certain way let's say if i have a person mm-hmm. who has or had the habit of stealing but i portray it in such a way that you are convinced that he or she is a kleptomaniac mm-hmm. and it's a huge problem but if i just let it that he had a bad habit mm-hmm. and sometimes i feel that he might <laughs> steal my things and i become very conscious about that it's not necessarily a bad thing that i'm portraying i'm just conveying my insecurities to you right and some like and that aspect or idea about gossip and judgment like mm. they go hand in hand if i am a very open person i wouldn't judge you or the person you are talking about just based on what you are saying right mm. and that boils again to the ideal society where fun can be so open that you can tell in face that oh i don't like your shirt should wear it better or i don't like the way you talk to some people right So it boils down to that connection. And yes, that actually reveals more about you and your yeah. own limited uh, uh, sense of accepting people and ideas rather than I, the other person. If yeah, true. Sorry, go. Yeah, so it's more like if I gossip and it's more your reception uh, describes how you are as a person. Mm. If I just take it as objectively as possible, it becomes a free wind if i take it as a sketch of someone and i draw the same portrait in my mind of that person it might be definitely unhealthy in some way or the other even if you talk good about someone and i take the word for it and i draw a sketch of that it <coughs> it in a way limits my perception of them to a certain bias of goodness mm. i would not be able to see their flaws and that is much more dangerous than uh mm. let's say if i have the negative portrait of that person mm. right you become mm. cautious when you hear negative things about someone but you let your guards down and you in a way idealize them if someone is talked good about right? this this aspect i think is less focused yeah. we whenever we talk about gossiping we 
focus on the aspect of the person who is got uh, being gossiped about or the person who is gossiping but the yeah. receiver of the gossip that i think yeah even i didn't think much about it uh, in the run up to this uh, recording yeah i think that's an interesting aspect how we receive gossip is uh, also quite crucial uh, what we do with it and how we uh like you said whether we just take it uh, as vent of our friend or someone who trusts us or we take it uh, we blow it out of proportion and uh, make much bigger things out of it than might be necessary yes it's like a water bottle i you give me a water bottle i can do whatever i want with it i can break someone's head with it mm-hmm. i can drink the water and stay healthy i can spill it down somewhere else and maybe so let someone else fall yeah. by that it's totally up on me right so it's very wow. weird in that way quite an interesting connection <laughs> i was hoping for some i, I knew that uh, though i might not have been able to connect it so well i i knew that harsh uh, would come up with some strange uh, connection as he usually does with uh, you know topics so uh, i was actually looking forward to it and after this uh, recording i might actually alter my the written piece as well So yeah, in my writing uh, I've taken gossip and water bottle like water bottles as so basically it's like a story in which it's a you and me are gossip you and I are gossiping and I have a water bottle from which I keep drinking then my uh, thoughts wander as I'm not interested in that gossip so much about water bottles as to how unique they are like if you think about water bottles they are the most neglected neglected thing in the world I guess but they are so precious if you give a thirsty person water bottle his or her day is made even in a way that you are granting life to them if you have a water bottle and you pour it in a bowl and put a fish in it is their home true the symbol it might be yeah. quite a lot even for me so when i uh, sat down to think about water bottles the only thing it took back me to was childhood so when our uh, what about the word water bottle pops up it takes me back to my childhood and uh, even more so those uh, the image uh, that conjures up in my mind is those plastic ones water bottle i don't think these metal ones uh, were popular or even that widely available when we were uh, kids and we used to go to school that was the you know time of those uh, cheap plastic ones that you maybe broke every other month and your parents got you new new ones and the shiny ones scolded or if you are lucky got a chap threw a chap on you you know the shiny fleshy ones with these designs and everything so yeah it took and even uh, not just those quite early days but uh, water bottle took me back to the later school days as well when uh, you know the uh, higher grades 8 9 10 because uh you did a lot of fun around uh, that in what water bottle you know <laughs> you know putting water on each other having your water fights and this and that and you know stealing each other's water bottles for you know I, there were uh, i had friends who would never bring a water bottle to the school because they felt that their friends are bringing water bottles just for them <laughs> so you know those kind of uh, sweet bitter things and uh, yeah so water bottle as a symbol uh, since you mentioned now i can think of it as a symbol uh, Uh, rather than just an object right so yeah when you mentioned about the let's say the evolution of water mm-hmm. bottles i can picture that typical water bottle with a lid on it it has a heavy base 
and a string which we wore around the neck usually and we would run around and be happy and bouncing against our tummies yeah. <laughs> and sometimes you deliberately do that because we are frustrated or just because we want to and we were kids so why not and as we grew up i only remember this in my class we had used to have those zippers right a ring of reebok and certain and they had this uh, innate quality where if you press a spray of water comes out so every break or short break the students would go berserk with that and go water fight was a legit yeah. sport <laughs> it's like you should we should have medals for it and and more so i think as we grew older uh, around our 6th and 8th grades uh, we started using these metal bottles you know right. and it became a trend even then you know uh, just fighting physically hitting it and the other thing i remember is we were not allowed uh, to bring uh, you know anything uh, in cold drinks or anything yes, yes. to school so it became you know something cool like you were smuggling some uh, i don't know gold. <laughs> gold or some drugs in class you know there would be one friend smiling smugly holding his water bottle and you know the bastard has brought some coca cola or thumbs up in his bottle it's not water and with the same waters what was the thing in our classes was that if they get bored or something they would make the water fall <laughs> So there would be a huge noise, <laughs> and yeah. I remember this happening so many times in our accounts, sir, Rajani sir, if you know, <laughs> and he would get very irritated by that, and <laughs> and he would speak. But that was such a fun time, and you never think water bottle as a distraction, mm. which brings me to another very uh, uh, commonly used term that you should not. water bottles are not allowed at certain place or very thing of not drinking water in classes during classes this was especially rampant when we were kids yeah. like until let's say fourth or fifth grade right so that was like very strange i don't know why but if i think about it yeah like it's just to prevent spilling we were kids and <laughs> and sorry teachers but you are so mistaken <laughs> we do that more often now <laughs> Yeah. Then we were kids. True. We had to. I remember. We distinctly remember. We had to take permissions. Miss, may I drink water? Yeah. So <laughs> drink water. Yeah. And uh, this this takes me to another thought of train about uh, how you know we associate a lot of our um, memories with objects. Uh, so and and uh, there is this book I haven't yet read, but I intend to soon by Achal Malhotra. It is about the uh, you know partition era. and she has a very interesting take uh, instead of you know talking to people about partition and this and that she what she does is uh, all the people who survived the partition she meets them and uh, she talks about uh, objects the right. objects that they brought uh, with them or the objects uh, that uh, they left have become yes have become very crucial in their partition memory uh-huh. and she has made a whole book out of it i forget the name but the separation of our lives or something like that but Achal Malhotra is the author and it's quite an interesting book and since you know the half uh, the topic of water bottle took us back to our childhoods uh, in quite a funny way it reminds me of how all our memories are associated with something or the other and water bottle uh, lunch boxes and those things become so crucial when we talk about our childhood it would be difficult to talk about school life without them 
what what do you think about uh, you know objects or uh, our memories being associated with objects around us i think our memory is triggered mostly by objects or places rather than people because people have the tendency to change if you let's say if you meet your teacher today he or she might be very different from what he or she was when you previously met them but if you visit the school there's very low chances of it being drastically changed mm. so it's always a trigger that uh, invokes nostalgia good mm. or bad it can be any but yeah it, and that happens more frequently with things because things are very mobile right mm. so i look at uh, let's say my old compass box <laughs> and i'm back in the school days mm. or maybe even in the college if i would start from this box in the college so that's very it's like a ticket to nostalgia that you can True. say and the more connected you are with that thing the more power it has to trigger that nostalgia to you very right and i mean it, it reminds me of, of one of our previous episodes you were talking about minimalism and i think we were talking about uh, uh, things that we surround ourselves with so mm. that definitely makes sense so subconsciously we might be you know surrounding ourselves with uh, all kinds of things but only later on do we realize uh, the role that they play right now a uh, chair sitting in my room or the the bed sheet that i used uh, might just be uh, the utilitarian products that i need or i'm using but later on i think they might uh, turn out to play a very major role whenever i remember my room uh, that particular chair or that particular bed sheet would take me to it so yeah always a good idea to surround yourself with Uh, objects that you would like to be a part of your memory absolutely like we talked about like uh, both of our last episodes like right chair and footwear and uh, travel, travel and movies. photos right? travel and memory. movies movies right so yeah we talked about pictures in that and how they act as a gateway to a specific time period hmm. objects they transport us to that feeling and emotion just like how photo photos do right mm. so it's like a very uh, small universe that gets connected with each small element element that plays its vital role in doing so true and it, it happens always in the retrospect while in the moment yeah. we don't realize even in photos i think that's the same yeah, yeah. especially like, in today's day and age taking photos has become i think it has been blown out of proportion uh, i think it was more precious and had a it had a special charm if i can say yep today is what is happening if i can say is that people take photos for every random thing that they experience okay let's say going out for a movie or a dinner it has become very usual these days it's not that you would only go out for dinner once a while or once in a month it's now as frequently as someone would go out once a week with their friends it's that common and if you take photos every time of that place with the, that um, that group of friends it would wash out in its power of nostalgia exactly we i think we nowadays take photo, uh, photos for granted since hey. we can take so many of them store so many of them but i think it was quite a different experience i was recently watching uh, uh, kapil sharma's uh, uh, special on no kapil sharma's yeah. special on netflix. netflix i am not done yet and there he jokes about it but i think there is a, 
such a tr- uh, truth that uh, a lot of people from that generation might be able to relate or some people from even our generation will be able to relate that he does not have uh, his own photograph from his childhood oh yes uh, only his brother uh, younger brother has uh, photographs from childhood because uh, i think uh, he jokes about how he was more loved at home and all but uh, the truth of the uh, the whole stand uh, act he was making around that uh, point was that he didn't have a single photograph of his childhood and i think a lot of us can relate especially our parents more so than us i think our parents about how rare it was you know it was an event getting uh, picture done at home it was quite rare in those days and to get photograph was to go to a studio set do makeup dress up very well have those lightings and yeah you it was an occasion in itself nowadays it's so easy that if i'm talking if i just want to click a photo i'll click it you wouldn't even know about it or you wouldn't even care about it or think twice about it and maybe i'll keep it or delete it depending on how good or bad the photo is but the very charm of that era was that even if it was bad it would take eons of guts to delete that photo because it was expensive <laughs> that really and and even that doing that thing all again was a task yes so definitely. it was so limited that its beauty was in its limit true i i i think it goes with uh, how easily cameras are available with us nowadays i i i feel that i don't have a very good memory uh, but i still distinctly remember you know we get mundan done in our childhood and before the mundan is done uh, there was this uh, some sort of revenge that uh, our parents would get our photos clicked so i remember distinctly uh, remember my younger brother before his head was to be shaved off we had to take him to the studio uh, he was to be a tiny kid dressed very nicely and all set up done and the photo clicked and he was not behaving well so you know uh, he was irritated so a lot of effort had to be put in that we only have this much time and uh, photo to be clicked photographer will not be free so get it done within this limited time i mean can and even even imagine something similar happening today i mean you can take thousands of photograph in the moment uh, so yeah i think time and availability of camera expenses expertise a lot of things have changed uh, and that alters our uh, the way we remember or the way we capture memories as well yeah so i'm trying to drop back to our topic so cameras have also become a very essential part of gossip right you you record something to take a picture of something and then screenshots ah screenshots the uh, birth <laughs> penalty <of gossip>. <laughs> yeah when ultimate thing for gossip yeah they like oh he said me this is he flirting with me is he rude is he very polite what should i reply it, it becomes such a different world like you never know what is going on <laughs> the high digital tool of gossip you know yeah. since we might not be able to meet physically the digital currency of gossip has become screenshots yeah lockdown gave birth to it bear with it yeah it's like the digital ticket of gossip and it's like the end point <laughs> light the ignite the spark and it goes on and on and never stops it travels so many different chat boxes you yeah. can't keep it right true uh, and then you might need a photo bottle to extinguish that fire <laughs> delete it wow <laughs> so we did manage to draw some yeah. healthy connections between the topic and did not have to yeah. forge them yeah so i'll 
try take a full detour to the starting points where you mentioned about formality and uh being polite right so what about us play a very vital role in that conversation let's say you are gossiping with me or you are talking something to me and he is interested my water bottle will be my savior <laughs> okay you continue i take my bottle i start drinking and i keep it aside and the most beautiful part of that is after some time you will have to excuse yourself as you have to go to pee <laughs> so you like skip <laughs> right now you are stretching it i think today's generation wouldn't be able to relate with uh, using water bottles for distracting themselves yeah. phones would phones be are... a better medium no style yeah. <laughs> <laughs> phones would be a better medium but yes i think in our school days uh, water bottles were the medium of not just keeping us healthy and hydrated but medium of distraction a uh, uh, weapon to fight the wars with, <laughs> of all kinds and is but i think to, with the changing dynamics the importance of water bottles has come down quite considerably i guess yes and i also think that like as we grow up we start stop associating water bottle with anything good or anything at all it becomes a very neutral ordinary object but in childhood it was a precious thing to have if you had a water, better water bottle than me i would be jealous of you like yeah. now it's so common if you have a metal bottle i have a plastic one i wouldn't care i would drink water and go it wouldn't affect me right mm. and it's also very weird or very bad if i can say that today if you catch an adult going around with water bottle <laughs> you might not have the best ideas about them it's like why he or she is so kiddish and but if you think about it it's such a healthy habit to have and a bottle of water is so useful in any way that you can think of you're going out you are thirsty you want to drink water you mm. got a scratch or something you can pour down the water and clean it as soon as possible mm. and you don't have to go around looking for it if someone is in dire need of water you can gift it to them so it's very unique and it's we fail to recognize the beauty of its utility that it provides so it's very uh disappointing in me uh so i think it makes me wonder if you know as we grow older we lose the joy of the things or as since we had mentioned hudas uh, in the beginning we lose the hum- we lose our humor as we grow older yeah so it's said that a baby smiles around 200 times a day mm-hmm. while an adult uh ranges mm-hmm. about 20 to 50 at max and that is so depressing true quite saddening that situation as but yeah i don't know we should do an episode about uh, humor. joy humor and aging or age that should be a topic but yeah we replace gossip with humor <laughs> that's how we grow up so if you want to spot the age of anyone just look at what they talk about if they talk and joke about something they are probably young from heart if they gossip they are probably older and they need something to like oh <laughs> uh, yeah and if they become nihilist for the tourists yeah. <laughs> uh, that that actually yeah that's a good uh, connection uh, what are we gossiping about and 
how are we gossiping about also tells that what stage of our life we are in and if you think about it the people that gossip the most are uh, usually are the most free ones or have a lot of spare time with them or yeah because <laughs> when the mind is free you want to do something and it tends to take the negative way because it's easier right hmm. so gossip comes out mostly in that case mm. it's not always that it's the case but uh, that's the thing true i think i didn't imagine we would be able to hold up such a fine conversation on gossip and what bottles but i think we managed on both the fronts i think even gossip i am seeing gossip in a whole new light now and water bottles as well i didn't think uh, yeah i think i was stuck with uh, my childhood when thinking about what i couldn't think beyond it but now i think i see it in a much larger sense than just an object or uh, associating it it only with my childhood yeah so i think it is essential to drink water bottles of course at every now and then <laughs> stay hydrated <laughs> yeah, i did it that's the cue for the end of the episode this is harsh signing off and this is raj okay bye, bye. 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 bye.